righty. Hello. This is from my chat with Carlos. Today we're going to have a really cool show. I can't wait. I have my daughter Brittany joining me today. Stay tuned, guys. Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of From My Chair with Carlos. Uh, I am here with my daughter, Brittany, and before I introduce Brittany, I do want to say thank you guys so much for finding us, and please subscribe to this channel, and please turn on your notifications so you don't miss a single episode. So as I said before, I'm with my daughter, Brittany. Brittany, how are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Hi. I just love your voice. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you sound like you're 10, and you're really like... You know, in I your know. late 20s, I won't say anything about that. But anyway, so me and my daughter, Brittany, huge music fans. I'm a musician, uh, worked with A-list talent, blah, blah, blah. And I've been around music my whole life. So I love to bring my daughter into music and or film that I just think she needs to know about. And one of the biggest albums of my life, and I say albums, this is before, well, it was available on cassettes at the time, but or eight track, but there was no DVDs or anything. There's no streaming, Brittany. Imagine. And uh, I was there. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I keep thinking you're 10. Uh, anywho, so in about third or fourth grade in the uh, late 70s, 76, 77, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Pink Floyd. Uh, Pink Floyd released the, an album called The Wall. And everybody knows about The Wall because of Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, which is the We Don't Need No Education song, right? Classic. Everyone, classic. Everyone knows that. But for me, the whole album itself represented, even though I was just a kid, I didn't really have, like, any issues that I knew of. <laughs> it was really a great listen, and it just expanded my mind, man. And I was only, like, again, in fourth or fifth grade, and me and my buddy Troy, uh, I miss you, Troy, uh, we would listen to this album at his house and at my house back to back to back to back to back to back. It was just filled with great songs, tunes, messages. And what's great about it is the older you get, the more you listen to it, the more you get out of it. So I've been trying to get my daughter uh, to listen to this album from beginning to end because it got you into all kinds of music, you know, the Beatles, uh, Iron Maiden, you know, Van Halen, all that stuff. But you even get into the prog, prog rock, the progressive metal stuff like Dream Theater My and fave. stuff. Right, your fave event, Sevenfold and all that stuff. And Ooh. I would tell you, listen to The Wall. It's one of the first concept albums, if you will. I know it's not like the first one, but it's one of the earliest concept rock progressive albums ever. Whereas it's an entirely concept from beginning to end, way before Operation Mindcrime, which is another one we should break down. And I wanted to break down this album with you. So what we're going to do on this episode is me and my daughter are going to listen to The Wall from beginning to end, and we're going to comment on each song. So I want to get your initial reactions to each song. And don't feel, feel free to, like, if you don't dig it, you don't dig it. Like, if we get to I run... I will let you know. If we get to, like... <laughs> right. If we get to run like hell, and it's, like, one of the greatest things ever written, and you're like, eh, that's fine. <laughs> You'd be wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> so anyway, now I'm not going to be able to play the actual music as you guys like on this podcast because they'll they'll give us a you know copyright strike and all that stuff so what we're going to do is we're going to edit out the actual music and then you're just going to hear us commenting on it so if you want to follow along great everybody pull up the wall we're going to start off with in the flesh but i'm going to give you a little quick background <clears throat> not like a, a like a written background on pink floyd but i'm going to give you a little bit of background Bernita, things to look out for um so while everybody pulls up pink floyd if you want to listen to it we're going to go song by song and then we'll just comment on on one what Brittany's initial thought is and then two how i still feel about the song now in my 50s 
So um, Britney Pink Floyd is um, was a great band, uh, Britain, British band, and <laughs> consisted mainly the main songwriters. Uh, songwriter is Roger Waters. Uh, Roger Waters was also in the band was uh, David Gilmore and Nick Mason and Richard Wright. And David Gilmore actually became Pink Floyd later on. It's his voice. It's his guitar. It's all that. Just David Gilmore, like Pink Floyd without David Gilmore existed. And that was with a guy named Sid Barrett. And Sid Barrett, unfortunately, had some mental issues and uh, left the band early on. And they brought in David Gilmore to replace him. And I like the Sid Barrett stuff, too. That's really psychedelic, like 60s rock, if you will. And uh, with Dave, David Gilmore is like my third favorite guitar player ever. And his guitar playing, especially on this album, plus his vocals, now, I have to admit, when I was a kid, I just thought Roger Waters did both vocals. I didn't realize there was two people singing. I just thought <laughs> Roger Waters was that good. Like, whoa, how did he do that twice? But when you listen to this, you're going to hear like two voices. And this is what's so great about Pink Floyd. The first voice is Roger. And this is just me from my chair, hence the title, just my point of view. Roger has a very like cynical, almost like, yeah, like so yeah, that yeah, might like to... Right, it's very just like <laughs> staccato and, oh, and and David. I'm not even going to attempt. That was a piss poor Roger Waters. So I'm not even going to attempt. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm not even going to attempt David Gilmore's "From Heaven Art Thou" vocals because David Gilmore's vocals is just. And I'll point to you when his vote when he's singing during each song, mm-hmm. and follow along, guys, because again, it's great. You can hear the complete collaboration between Roger Waters and David Gilmore is just at its peak on this album. They were releasing one more album with Roger after this album, which was called The Final Cut, but just kind of like a wall part two-ish, if you will. Then they broke up. Roger Waters went his own way to do Radio Chaos and some other great solo stuff, and they've never been really back together as a band. David Gilmore retained Pink Floyd's name. They went to court over it, and the judge basically said, well, there's still three members out of the four, so yes, you guys can keep Pink Floyd. And so Pink Floyd went on to do Division Bell and momentary lapse of reason and some great, great stuff without Roger, but they're better together than they are apart. But David Gilmore is a monster guitar player and monster singer. Roger Waters gives them their vision, their direction, the lyrics, the attitude. The, it's just it's just magic. It is literally magic. So uh, the wall is metaphorically, it affects you, how it affects me differently. Like we're all going to have a certain take on it. And the way I always took it, the way it always hit me back, even as a kid, was everything I had an issue with, whether it was good or mostly bad, it was just another brick in the wall. And he literally says that. There's, the song is called Another Brick in the Wall, but there's three parts. There's mm-hmm. part one, which he sings about his dad. His dad's flown across the ocean. Part two, which everyone knows, we don't need no education about his school days. And then part three is basically the rock star life and like what, what have I become kind of a thing. So there's three oh. parts. Um, and Korn, the band, the metal band, Korn actually does a, um, a, a medley of part one, part two, and part three, back mm. to back to back. And it's pretty sweet. Uh, but anywho, so um, for me, like when Roger says, all in all, you're just another brick in the wall. To me, that was me growing up with either bullies around or my parents or issues with my family. Whatever it was, I couldn't quite explain or get through. I just mentally put that issue on a brick and put another brick in my wall Mm -hmm. now there was also a film to this which i'll have you watch the film later after we listen to the album because i want you to picture it in your mind first before they show you the actual you Mm -hmm. know the actual graphics that go with it the animation 
But for me, it was just like, it's a story about a family, about a son. Uh, his father goes to war, uh, gets killed, and he becomes isolated, building walls around him, basically, and becomes a big rock star later in life. And then he's just dealing with the fame, the money, the fortune, the fame, the, the drugs, the mm-hmm. uh, women, everything. So it's just a great cautionary tale, I guess. There's <laughs> so much good stuff in here. There's so much good stuff in here. So follow along, guys. We're going to start off with each song, like I said, and we're going to break it down. And Brittany, I'll let you tell me first what you think of each song. So okay. um, I'm going to edit out all the music, but here we go where you're starting it off with In the Flesh from Pink Floyd's The Wall from 1979. Here we go. Okay, so it just ended. The Baby Cry starts the second song, which is the Thin Eye. So it goes from that great epic ending okay. that, yeah, we're in war, and yeah. there comes the da, 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 right to the baby crying. Takes us right to the next uh, okay. song. But go ahead, what, what's your first initial thoughts? No, just, I mean, how how long is this song? It's like two minutes Couple and minutes. it's it's such a wild ride because it, <laughs> <laughs> you I mean you can see my expression where it's like it starts out really like soft and slow and then it just kind of like boom. okay now now we're strapped in we're going we're going and then you know just following along and the it you know going up into a crescendo mm-hmm. and the whole you know the plane's going down or whatever and then just silence and a baby cries and I'm like what is happening <laughs> Like I can, I can feel like it, there's a lot of like meaning behind it, but as like the first take in, <clears throat> I have no idea what is going on or like, I couldn't even really focus on the words because there's so much going on with the music I was trying to pay attention to. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I definitely, and I'm, I'm just assuming that it's going to be the rest of the, the album is going to be the same way, but I feel like I need to listen to it a couple of times to get uh, like really what is what they're going for. Well, well then let me interrupt you right there because again, listening to the wall again, Oh, I got chills already. Like I can listen to, and here's another thing. I can't listen to this album. Like, you know, KBPI plays a rock block, three songs from the wall. It's like, I got to listen to it like beginning to end because it just takes me back to high school when we used to go to the Gates Planetarium in Colorado. You guys remember that in Colorado, the Gates Planetarium laser shows? They used to have Laser Floyd like every Friday, Saturday nights at midnight. And you were just, that's where all the cool kids are at. We were at the Denver <laughs> Museum and behind, you know, in the back where the Gates Planetarium was. And they would do the entire wall album to a laser show. Wow. And what always gets me is once you hear this, you're absolutely right. You don't know what's going on, what to expect, but here we go. And some of the lyrics of In the Flesh, Roger is basically saying, tell me, is there something eluding you, sunshine? Like, is, is there something, you're, you know, you're not expecting to see? If you want to find out what's behind these cold, cold eyes, you're just going to have to claw your way through this disguise. Like, this whole beginning is a disguise. It's kind of like there's a lot going on there. So let's start unpacking it. So how I always took it is there's a lot going on. There's a lot of war in the background, referencing his father going to war. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of not really melody sing-along stuff, even though I sing along to the song all the time. <laughs> but then when it ends, like, like, here we go, here we go. It comes the plane. Here comes the crescendo. And then the baby starts crying from the thin ice. And to me, like, let's go back to the beginning. Now we're, now we're a child. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. It just cuts off the chaos. And now we're a child. Let's, let's start off with you know, uh, the thin ice and then listen, what, look at the lyrics to the thin ice as we go. Now you're also going to hear a big change because, um, David Gilmore starts to sing 
into thin ice and you'll okay. hear it once you hear the mama loves her baby line. Like it's just, it goes from again, that very curt staccato Roger to just this, like this, just this fluidity of just, and it's kind of like pulling you in because of the depth of his warm vocals, but there's still this chaos going behind. So what a way to start an album. Absolutely. Four out of four stars for me on that first song. But now here we go to guys. Let's pull up second song, the thin ice. So follow along at home. Here we go. Okay. What do you go? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I can see what you're talking about. Right. With, uh, David Gilmore, David Gilmore. Yeah. His, his voice is so smooth. Oh Oh my gosh. It's like just being wrapped up in a, a warm blanket. David Gilmore going to leave the door open. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh Before my gosh. Bruno Mars, there was right. David Gilmore. Right. No, but the, the biggest thing I was going to say is I get major Beatles vibes. Like, not only just the, the psychedelic kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. but also the, um, you know, the dueling vocals between David Gilmore and Roger Waters. They have very different ways of singing but when you combine them it's like they make the perfect team because you've got the grit and you've got the smooth and it just it combines into like the perfect and in between and it's fantastic because you're right with the Beatles you have Paul and John and John was always the more like cynical kind of a harsh like one and Lennon had blown his voice out on the um, twist and shout mm-hmm. when he gets towards the end. It's like, I'm, happy. I'm like, Oh my <laughs> right. God. And then Paul's like the, you know, la, la, la. the happy go lucky. Absolutely. But now it's also, uh, don't be fooled because some of the lyrics that David will sing in that voice, you're like singing along. You're like, wait, what, what did I say? Shut the <laughs> right. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Now again, the thin ice is one of my favorite, just, go to bed songs i just love the whole thing with the piano and then that mm-hmm. staccato that bing 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 <laughs> yeah shit go skating right it's just so good right. now it brings me to again this whole album again that song was again four out of four for me now the next song is another brick in the wall part one okay and one of the main things the main staples of david gilmore which has been ripped off from here to God knows where. And uh, the edge actually does a really good job of it, but it's that whole, you're going to hear that like that this delay yeah. thing going on that he plays with this black, blackie as fender strap. And he just gets this delay thing going. And I know once you hear it, you're going to recognize it right away because everybody does it. And it's again, another brick in the wall, part one, where Roger's writing about his father leaving to go to war, to fight okay. war, which actually happened. So here we go, guys. The next song is Another Brick in the Wall, part one. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, I could listen to that guitar all day. Right? Oh, <laughs> chills the, uh, the organ. I mean, Richard Wright is, again, great vocals to the keyboard player. Uh, just so, I, I guess I didn't even tell you. So Roger Waters, again, wrote most of this, if not all of it, the lyrics. He's the bass player. Mm-hmm. David Gilmore is the other vocalist, guitar player. Richard Wright is the keyboard player, vocalist, and then Nick Mason's the drummer, percussionist. So it's those four. Gotcha. I didn't even, but um, yeah, the lyrics alone, and just again, I think everyone. Maybe it's because another Breaking the Wall Part Two has been played like it. We can turn on the radio right now, and it's on somewhere. Right. It's just played to death. But that solo in Part Two is like should be in the Smithsonian. It's just like the world's greatest guitar solo. <laughs> but this one is just it just 
gets me the mood it's just chills it's just the the you know daddy would you leave behind for me mm-hmm. like and then it's seg- segueing into the, the you can hear the schoolyard so he's going right. we're, we're heading to school the, the school years now mm-hmm. you can see what's coming up but what else did you get from that i just like the the biggest thing that came to mind obviously i know another brick in the wall part two but i had never heard part one before so just knowing the the beat and the the tempo of the lyrics and everything from part two um I was like oh okay so it's it's just like it but it's like it feel it feels like a really long intro like mm-hmm. I don't know uh well obviously you know but like it reminded me of being at a concert and it's like the band is like really building up to like oh, the yeah. hit song or something like right. that and they're like really just drawing it out with the with like the guitar and, and everything like that and it just sounds like like okay we're getting up Oh my God! Getting up to it. With, with, Get ready. With Roger Waters <laughs> doing that, don't, don't, right? Da-dun. I'm just like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. So, segueing or right in the middle between another brick in the wall part one and another brick in the wall part two is a song called "The Happiest Days of Our Lives." Okay. And it has, I will debate anybody. It has one of the greatest rock screams. That is wow, so I did not expect you to say screams. Screams <laughs> ever. And you're going to hear, I'm going to point at you when Roger Waters, and you guys, you Floyd fans know, you guys know what I'm talking about. As we go right into part two, there is one of the wickedest screams that Roger Waters, and he has this, it's like he could copyright this scream because nothing sounds like this scream wow. that's coming up. And I can't wait for you to see it. Or I can't you to hear wait it. to hear this screaming. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's just, no, it's a scream that it's a perfect, you're, you Trust your daddy. I know. So here we go, guys. We're going to the next song, which is The Happiest Days of Our Lives, which now we're in the schoolyard. We're in the school days. School days, school days. Okay. <clears throat> it's the hard knock life. Anyway, check it out. Here we go. I can't wait for you to hear this. And actually, we're gonna actually we're gonna go back to back because I'm not gonna stop at that scream because that scream is a perfect Okay. So it's, we're gonna go Happiest Days of Our Lives and Another Brick in the Wall Part Two. And then we're going to stop it after that. So the next two songs have to be played back to back. You, you cannot stop it there. Okay. So the happiest days of our lives and another brick in the wall part two. Here we go. All righty. You should have seen your face, right? That scream. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, There, there's a reason why, yeah, we needed to go straight through. Which I, I feel like, I mean, obviously this album was made to listen to in one continuous setting. So I can... I can tell what you mean by like listening to on the radio. You don't want to just hear no. one song here and there. Like it is a complete package, you well, know? <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah, I just, the, the whole thing, I mean, it's classic for a reason. <laughs> well, the, the happiest days of our lives is such a great song because it has the, uh, when we were young and grew up, you know, there were certain teachers and it's just so, again, like the way Roger was just singing. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun. And then that whole, again, another crescendo where it's just like chaos. And then that, that wicked scream that goes right into David. We don't need, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's just so, it's so good. <laughs> like It's just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, it's just fan- like, you could end the wall right there after what four songs. And it's like, I know. Woo. Oh wait, we, that's like the first four on the album back to back to back to back. Are you kidding me? Like who, who they were again at their pinnacle writing. Like I, I, I just, it kills me that they broke up later. Like they just stopped. But the next song, because what else can you really say about another brick in the wall part two that hasn't been said other than we all love it. 
the lyrics are fantastic. And I remember, uh, I think it was actually one of our teachers when me and Troy would sing it on the playground. We don't need no education. And our teacher was like, yes, you do. That's a double negative. You know, <laughs> but there's a point like that's not by accident. Like they know what they're doing. Like even with those lyrics. Right. right? And then, you know, no dark sarcasm in the classroom and stuff. It's just, it's such, it's a think piece like it's so like it's just so good it's so good so now what I want to prepare you for is again the acoustic side of Pink Floyd which is just David Mm. Gilmore is just as a monster acoustic guitar player as is an electric guitar player and the next song is called Mother and Roger Waters again asking his mom just certain questions about you know life and then again um You'll hear him. He's not very, like, staccato, like, eh. He's definitely got his little vocal going on. And then Dave comes in with, uh, hush, no, baby, baby. And it's just, <laughs> you're just like, ah, oh. It's so good. So, again, I'll point to you when the David Gilmore line comes in. But this is the next song. Follow along, guys. This is Pink Floyd's The Wall. We're on track. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Track six, Mother. Check it out. Here we go. Okay. Wow. That just punches me in the gut every time. But I want your, I want, yeah. what did you get from it? I mean, I will say it's not my favorite so far, but that's just because the bar has been set so high. Um, but I, I really love that it's like, it's this gentle tone, but what he's actually saying is actually like not so great stuff <laughs> that this mom is doing, you know, just keeping baby tucked under her wing and not letting him fly or but she might let you sing right (laughs) right but i like the i like the duality of that that it's like it's it's soft and gentle and you would think that the words would go along with that but it's the opposite i um and this is part of the show where i'm going to debate whether i leave in or not but these are my honest thoughts from my chair and i almost always tear up i could feel one forming now because during this song um it 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 takes on um as the wow as the years go by um there's certain lyrics in this album that just hit me differently and the one that always and i always forget about it until it comes around again is the um mama's gonna make all of your nightmares come true mama's gonna put all of her fears into you and that line as you know my relationship with my own mom your grandma um gets keeps going further and further into the future and further further away it's like you look back at so many different parts of your life where these fears were instilled in you and i didn't have like a say so or something and so it's like it it goes right back to it's another brick give me another brick for that and it just you know i i hope i i guess again I, I hope to God I didn't put any of my fears into you growing up and stuff. And I, I wanted you to live and be happy and all that stuff. But um, for that, that line always just got me because um, I, I just remember that part with my mom because, you know, my mom was a single mom um, for a while. My dad, you know, fathered us and then left and then came back and then left and then came back. And I, I still don't really have a relationship with my father, but um it was all of that stuff that my mom was going through that whether she knew it or not was just being poured out. Like her glass was clearly full and it was just overspilling onto the family. Right. And me and my brother were just trying to survive. And so that the song always just gets me like, you know, it's not a, 
you, you said it. It's, it's like a happy, smooth sing along, and like, but the lyrics that he sang, and that right. whole thing about mom's gonna check out all your girlfriends for you, mom's gonna make this, mom's gonna make, because that's what you know. My mom got really protective of me in high school with when I was starting to play in bands and music and musicians and this and that and girls, every, the whole thing mm-hmm. just hits me in a different spot. It just it hits me in a different spot. Well, so. and I think that that's part of the 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 way that this is with it being so smooth, it's like it, it goes down really smooth and then it just like, it sticks in your gut where you're just like, oof, that's, that's real stuff right there. Right, right, (laughs) right. Which is, which is great because on the happiest days of our lives, when he goes, there were certain teachers that would hurt the children any way that they could. You hear a oof in in the background. And what's funny is as a kid, again, if you guys are my age or older, I remember listening to this album with my headphones and I would always do the background sounds too, the (laughs) oof, you know, the oof, the, the, you know, so absolutely. So, and then that guitar solo, that's one of my favorite David Gilmore guitar solos because you can just sing along with it. And um, I can play it, but it doesn't sound like Dave because Dave's just got this certain vibrato that's going on. But um, no, this, again, I think it's an open letter that Roger wrote to his own mother and it's very um, relatable. So that that one always gets me. Okay, so the next one we're going to is, again, I play this on the acoustic all the time, Brittany, and you always like it, and now you can hear the actual song. (laughs) And uh, it is called Goodbye, Blue Sky. So you can kind of see where our character of the story is kind of going. He's got some issues. His father left. He's on the playground. The teachers are harassing him. I don't want education. Mom, I got all these questions. And now we're coming up with a song literally called Goodbye, Blue Sky. And this part in the film, which I can't wait to watch the film with you, is a great animation part. So here we go, guys. Track seven of Pink Floyd, The Wall, Goodbye, Blue Sky. One of the greatest acoustic pieces ever. Here we go. Okay. Wow, I really like that one. Beautiful, isn't it? It it is. And I love the whole thing about this album is that it's like, it's just, it's so smooth and perfect and eclectic but the lyrics are just so dark again the flames are all long gone but the pain lingers on mm-hmm. like it's just again and that acoustic again that whole that doom doom ding doom is completely queens right the beginning of fade of black by metallica yep. like literally note for note and it's just fantastic although quick sidebar i'm gonna make you laugh because i like making you laugh but the beginning when that Little kid just says, look, mommy, uh-huh. there's an airplane up in the sky. I immediately go to American Werewolf in London where he goes, <laughs> a naked American man stole my balloons. <laughs> <laughs> but holy cow, oh like, gosh. did you hear the falling bombs? Like, again, mm-hmm. it, it, what freaks me out about the album when I was first listening to it over and over was it was like these rock songs and these great songs. Then it's like that, that pedal tone it's called the pedal tone when it's mm-hmm. like dong, dong, dong. it's like just this drone if you will and i know something's coming up i know something's <laughs> coming up so what is coming up is the next song which is empty spaces and oh my god oh, so good like what what do we use like i'm asking everybody out there within the sound of my voice like what do we all use Brittany, to fill in the empty spaces mm. so think of that here is the next track, Empty Spaces, from Pink Floyd's The Wall. We'll, be, we'll give our uh, views on it right after this. Here we go. Okay, I should have played Whoa. those back-to-back because it goes right into Young Lust. 
which is where David starts singing. Okay. So um, we're going to play Young Lust right now really quick, and we'll come back to this. Ready? Okay. Okay. Ooh, right? Mm-hmm. So let's back it up to uh, we did those back-to-back because you kind of have to, like I said, Empty Spaces and Young Lust. Uh, so what did you think of what your takes on those? Uh, yeah, I think Empty Spaces it went by really fast. And it was like it it switched over, and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh that was it. Okay, moving on." Um, but no, I I really like it, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just processing because it's like <laughs> I'm I, I'm taking it all in, but I I really feel like my favorite parts of the whole album is like every single guitar solo. Oh, like I'm I'm focusing on the the lyrics and like what they mean, but then any time that like the guitar. the guitar solo starts, I'm just like, ooh. It's I just, just start jamming. <laughs> it's that's your jam. Yeah. No, no, for me now. So, so again, how I take it again from my chair is he's older now. He's starting. He's in a band. He's like starting to make headways. And again, that empty spaces is like, what do I use? Again, I think that applies to all of us. Like, what do we use to start filling in those empty spaces? Whether we're overloaded with work, with family, with free time, with what's important to us. And you're always looking for that. And so he's kind of like getting antsy. That's the way I see it from, again, okay. from my chair. And then when it goes to Young Lust, it's clearly like he's starting to dabble in the, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And then the very end of that, which I always like to listen to um, as, you know, in my headphones, is when he's calling his wife because it says Mrs. He's calling his wife on the phone from the United States to England. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the operators, you would call the operator back back in the, gather around the Snapchat, children. <laughs> back then when you would make a long-distance call, you would call the operator and go, I need to make a long-distance call, to blah, 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 and they would patch you through. Right. Um, and so the lady's like, you know, this is the United States. Are we reaching? And a guy keeps hanging up, and a guy's answering the phone. And the mm. operator's clearly saying, There's, is there somebody else there besides your wife? Sounds like a man. Is there somebody else? You know, like... <laughs> Like, literally, like, just, right. like, sticking the thumb in his eye, because now we're figuring out now is, is his wife. I didn't even know he was married. And then they're using the pseudo-characters of, this is, you know, Mrs. Floyd. Mr. Floyd's trying to reach Mrs. Floyd. And, again, I always take that as uh, from, I believe it's Animals, again, one of my favorite Floyd albums, where they have um, the uh, Have a Cigar song, where the Have a Cigar song is um, the, the guy singing it from a point of view as he's trying to sign the band. And he's like... The band is really fantastic. That is really what I think. Oh, by the way, which one's pink? <laughs> Meaning which which one of you? It's like Jethro Tolls. Which one's who's Jethro? Like, no. That's <laughs> a, and so a lot of people back then thought Pink Floyd was the name of, you know, the person oh, or something. Like which okay. one's which one's pink, right? And so that whole Mr. Floyd and Mrs. Floyd mm-hmm. is kind of I t- I take that as a take on that. And so what we're going to do is we're almost done with side one. And I think we're going to break these up into two parts because we're going to do side one. And then side two is the complete descent into madness. So mm. right now, um, these, uh, this next song is one of my favorite songs on the album. It's called One of My Turns. And again, I can relate. I can just feel, I'm, you know, I can feel it. One of my turns coming on. And it's just, and it goes right into... Um, I think it goes, let me see if I remember. One of my turns goes into Don't Leave Me Now, which goes right into Another Brick in the Wall, part three, and then Goodbye Cruel World. So mm-hmm. these are, we're going to listen to these four back to back to back to back because they're not very long. Okay. And they all, they all, one quick theme where he's starting to lose it. Gotcha. This is where our fictional, these are fictional characters, Joe, uh, <laughs> where he's starting to lose it with the fame, fortune, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And 
it closes out side one. So I want you to hear all four of these back to back to back to back. Okay. So again, if you're following uh, while you're listening, we are going to do one of my turns. Don't leave me now. Another brick in the wall, part three, and goodbye, cruel world. And that will bring us to the end of side one. And then we're going to talk about these. So here we go, guys, with uh, one of my turns. Here we go, Brittany. All righty, there you go. Ooh, that was a lot. Right? So we just did. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave me now. Another brick in the wall, part three, and goodbye, cruel world. Well, and don't forget one of the one of my turns. Oh, sorry, one of my turns. That's what yeah. we started off with. Absolutely. The the first thing I wanted to point out, which uh, I thought was funny, was the first line. He says, "Day after day, my mind completes it alone on a hill." Aww. From the Beatles song. I was like, <laughs> you got Beatles. So, on my <laughs> <laughs> so it was like I was trying to like dial back in, but my brain was on it like a field trip singing the Beatles song, and I was all, "Ooh." Hey. The Fool on the Hill. Yeah, right? I love that song. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot to take in because it's, I mean, of course it's dark. Don't Leave Me Now is probably my very least favorite. And uh, we had mentioned uh, that <laughs> we thought that David Gilmore saved the song in the end. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's there to move the narrative forward because clearly after one of my turns, which again is having, right. having a... a, a, a a um what's the word when kids have little um temper tantrums Mm -hmm. and he's like freaking out and he's like you know get out of here get out of here get out of here don't leave me now you know like don't leave me it's kind of like he's fighting himself with that right and for the whole concept album it fits but Mm -hmm. it for me it really comes together when gilmore starts singing and then that you know that guitar again it just brings it all together and i'm just like oh like I'll I'll sit and listen to it and it's like wow it's like whoa this is really heavy and then Gilmore just comes and just saves it for me like I said I mean I don't hate the song but after that going right into another brick in the wall part three so what did you think about you know right. another, another brick in the wall part three where he's like thrashing the place and he's like I don't need no arms around me man right yeah I mean I I like that they they chop that song up to be three parts mm-hmm. and it feels like you know part one was like the intro. Part two was, like, the actual, like, the meat and potatoes of the song. And then part three was, like, an outro. Like a coda or something. Right. Or something where it's, like, they're very obviously connected. It's not just the, the words that are connecting them, but, you know, the, the tempo and the right. and the beats and everything like that. And I, I thought it was, like, perfect, like, rounded bookends. out. Yeah, bookends. Exactly. Um, but so short. So I'm, it is. It's I'm only a, one I feel verse. Like, yeah. yeah, I feel like with um with each part, I'm like, oh, it could be longer. Like, well, especially with it could the, just it, be like the whole album like this. With, <laughs> especially with David Gilmore, he could just do that. Dun, 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 right. Like for hours, and I would just like throw that on a loop and just it's such be like, good repetition. Absolutely. So now, do you hear it in the, in you two at the edge with like where the streets have no name? That oh, yeah. Like there's 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 you can hear bits and pieces where like. You know, people have obviously borrowed from this. Oh, absolutely. So I want to like stop it at part one because I say part one, what I really mean is side one. Right. Well, actually, I think the album was like maybe four. No, it was two albums, I guess. So I'm going to say you guys, Pink Floyd guys, fans know part one and part two because part two always starts off with Hey You. Mm-hmm. And then we're into the descent of madness. And you can see he's going there now, especially with Goodbye Cruel World and with that, again, that droning boom. Bing, mm-hmm. boom, bing. And 
he's just ready to like, clearly at this point, he's a rock star, sex, drugs, rock and roll, lost his wife, hooked on this, hooked on that, can't figure it out. He's going mad inside of a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And then the Hey You, the whole second part is him coming out of that, kind of, sort of. And some of the greatest songs are on side two. There's Hey You, there's the uh, Run Like Hell, Comfortably Numb. I mean, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff coming up. And so anyway, so what are your overall initial thoughts of part one of The Wall? I think it's great. I think that there's a reason why it's a classic and it's one of those albums that's held on a pedestal by everyone in music because it's it's very obviously a concept album but i mean it's it's got real real stuff in it 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 doesn't feel like fluff you know like i feel like no offense to new music or anything like that but i feel like there's a lot of fluff out there mm-hmm. um which is very surface level and this feels like it's diving very deep into, you know, politics and, you know, just like real life stuff that's happening. But at the same time, it's like, you've got great beats. You've got, I mean, the best guitar solos, the best guitars, the acoustic is amazing. So it, it's a, it's a wild ride the, the whole time. And I do feel like I need to re-listen to it just like in its entirety because I, I really love when songs just bleed into the other one mm-hmm. and it's like it gets you to like no you got to keep listening it's like binge watching you're like no you can't stop now next episode oh keep God. going I didn't even think of that binge <laughs> listen to the wall absolutely and, and before there was television right and for me the wall is probably um my third favorite Pink Floyd album as great as this album is wow, and okay. what we need to do is maybe we have to have a Floyd listening thing because um probably wish you were here and animals is my favorite too and then there's dark side of the moon oh my gosh there's so much stuff i forgot about that and so (laughs) anyway wish you were here with welcome to the machine and and all of that stuff and um you know the song wish you were here and again um have a cigar and all and uh, it's just it's 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 fan there's so much stuff in these guys they're a monster band for sure this catalog that they have absolutely for me again side one the thin ice another brick in the wall part one two and three um Mother, which always just kind of gets me, and Goodbye Blue Sky. Those are my favorite songs from side one. And like I said, uh, got so much stuff coming up for uh, side two, which we'll do next week. And what's funny is we're going to do the outro music, and we're going to like we, we're going to go from Goodbye Cruel World to this happy music. All righty, hello. I mean, goodbye. Another Beatle <laughs> reference. Goodbye. You say yes. I say no. Awesome. That was from my chair with Carlos, with special guest, my daughter Brittany, as we were listening to Pink Floyd, The Wall, Part One. Part Two will be up next week. Join us for that. Please uh, let us know what you guys think. Please subscribe to the channel, turn on your notifications so you don't miss a single episode. And enjoy, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys.